you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Viva Las Vegas. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Got some heroes. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, whatever. To my right, she's back. And she can't keep playing the game like, oh, I'm finally invited. My once-a-year appearance when I think we're up to two or three already. Past six months. Cynthia Freeland. Hi. What's up, Cindy? Uh, did you just call me? You're like the only one that can get away with that, you know. Thank you. Because it doesn't sound like Cynthia, but when it comes out of your mouth, I still listen to it. But other people, <laughs> I, they'll say it and they'll look at me and I'm like, oh, you're talking to me. But it doesn't sound the same. Cindy, Cynthia, uh-huh. just totally different. But distinctly two different names. Right. And like, different personas and, and energy around those two totally. names. Totally. But I guess everyone has like a fake name on this show. So like maybe I need to come up mm. with, you know, but it wouldn't be Cindy. That is not what it would be. Well, if you're com- if you're uncomfortable with Cindy, we can speak privately and uh, I'll move it off the platform. Well, you can do it, <laughs> oh, okay. but other people cannot. But that's right. You can you can't keep um, doing the thing. And you, you did it off air of like, oh, it's good to find, you know, actually be on the show. When you get the call up to the around the AFC in 48 minutes. Big show. That's that's upper tier. That was what that's one of our favorite shows of the year. I remember it was one of Chris's favorite shows Absolutely. Uh, of the year, had all his notes ready for it. So, I mean, this is big time. Huge this time. Is your and chance. also, like, we're really, like, we're ushering in a new era of the podcast. Like, I'm glad to be here for this. Oh, yeah. Great transition. I was just going to say, <laughs> what I, a pro. I did a power rankings taping with Matt Money Smith today, and he was upset that he didn't get the invite to this app. It's Cindy that gets the invite. So think about that. Nobody has worked more than Matt Money Smith in the past. Like, <laughs> think four about days that, so. money. Um, yeah, money. Yes, a new era. Erica Tamposi, our great love behind the glass, has moved on. She's going to be working on other projects. She's going to be a star in her own right. And we were holding her down. Let's be honest. So we needed new blood. And here he is. Of course, you know him. He's the grave digger. Justin Graber. You'll get used to it. You got to hit your own grave digger drop now. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm great. How are you guys? Good, good, good. I think to get this thing off, uh, before we get to some news that went down in the last 24 hours, before we move on to anything else, it is a changing of the guard. Mm. So I believe we need to have a, a just a quick ceremony as we begin the new era Absolutely. behind the glass. This is the producer's creed, Justin. I, Justin Graver. I, Justin Graver. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute the position of producer of the Around the NFL podcast. That I will faithfully execute the position of producer of the Around the NFL podcast. And defend said property against all enemies, foreign and domestic. (laughs) And defend said property against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I renounce any and all other podcasts outside these walls. I renounce any and all other podcasts outside these walls. I will betray the trust of outsiders if it benefits the show or its host. I will betray the trust of outsiders if it benefits the show or its host. I will put the show below only God and country. Friends, family, live-in, paramours all exist at a lower priority level. Then the Around the NFL podcast, and it's above the line. Talent, just say yes. Yes. (laughs) 
Seems so specific. <laughs> it's very long. Paramours. I will abstain from drugs, alcohol, and sex during the duration of my duty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will do my best to abstain from drugs, alcohol, and sex during the duration of my duties. I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the position on which I am about to enter. I, I will... One more time. So help Just me say God. Yes. So help me God. Yes to that. And now I will prick your finger with this pin. I will take your blood and put your hand over the 2006 Tennessee Titans media guide <laughs> and repeat yourself. So help me God. So help me God. All right. Welcome aboard. Wow. And I think in true Tamposi fashion, wild. this will be the only segment of the show that uh, makes it to social. Yeah. <laughs> I should have shaved this. Mark, Mark coming out swinging. I also yeah. can think of some producers that did not take that um, oath going into that, the job. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that did not perform those duties. TD was squeamish. He didn't want to get pricked with the blood. He didn't like that. No. Uh, he did not want to be pricked <laughs> with the blood. Uh, all right. So, Justin, great to have you aboard in this capacity. We're going to do great things together. Let's now get to the business at hand. Yes, we do it only a couple times a year. But definitely after the NFL draft, it's time to check in with every team in the league. Tuesday, today, AFC, Thursday, NFC. But first, time for news and notes presented by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork.com. We'll start with news out of Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins. He's on the shelf. He is on the shelf for six games to start the 2022 season after testing positive. Uh, for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. He withdrew his appeal of the six-game ban. And, Cynthia, what what kind of struck me about this, obviously a big bummer. Hopkins is one of the best playmakers in the league. He's coming off an injury-riddled season. He'd been an Ironman before that. He's never had any type of PED issues to this point. All of a sudden, that trade made a little more sense to me on Thursday night. Hmm. Man, you're giving up a first-round pick for Hollywood Brown? Well, they knew something we didn't. For sure. They knew something we didn't. They had to do the best they could, given the circumstances. They need to make Kyler Murray happy. Hollywood Brown reunion makes them very happy, allegedly, right? Or at least there's their best chance sure. that. So, I mean, this is an interesting one because I don't, I don't know what a high-grade beaver tranquilizer is, but I that's just another <laughs> – that's for like a whole other show. Right. But, but I just, it's just wild. You will abstain, Graver. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but I, but it's it's just a wild it's a it's a wild read. So you can't make this up. He um, most likely. And I, I thought deer spray was like yeah. the top of the charts, and now we got beaver Apparently tranquilizer. Not. Beaver tranquilizer is dangerous. But grade, you know, he most likely, and I, I've heard some buzz about this behind this. Most likely, the he put his uh, trust into someone who creates a plan for his body and his nutrition and his strength coach and his all, all of that. And that person who probably makes a lot of money, and I've heard some whispers that the same exact um, person, the same trainer, I had some other players popped uh, recently uh, in, in the last couple of seasons. Fire that guy? You would think you would not keep that guy, first <laughs> of all. And just like that decision – to hire this person and who, who apparently is pushing the boundaries of, of what you can do is costing DeAndre Hopkins millions and millions of dollars that he can never Third get back. Played. And the Cardinals offense, which to me already struggled Shaky. with creativity, is going to be a lot worse without him. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, they were the, w- 
obviously they're a team that two years in a row has gotten off to hot starts under Cliff Kingsbury. The, the wheels came completely off the vehicle at the end of the season, and it had a lot to do with DeAndre Hopkins being out of the lineup. They were one in four. Kyler Murray was one in four in games without DeAndre Hopkins, and that included that playoff implosion. So right away, I don't think that Hollywood Brown can mask over what you lose with DeAndre Hopkins on any level. I get that he's turning 30. He's not the same player maybe he was a couple years ago, but he's been the key to their passing game. So I think it's a disaster for Arizona. Glad they have him, though. Yeah. I mean, they'll be a little oh, more that, I mean, they awesome. needed him. And I think the Ravens, who everything seemed to go right for the Ravens in Vegas, perhaps that did, too, because they had a little extra leverage, whether they knew it or not. I don't know. But uh, very interesting. I think Hopkins... We have no sign that he's not still in his prime. I, I know he's banged up last year, but he was a stud when he first got to Arizona. He's a big time player. Rondell Moore, who flashed a little bit last year as a rookie, he's going to have a bigger role now. AJ Green is still in that building, back uh, in the building. So we shall. AJ Green didn't sound like he loved last season either. So yeah, they have they have Zach Ertz too, and I I know that that doesn't sound awesome, but Zach Ertz did pick up a lot of the slack them. when DeAndre Hopkins was out last season. So I mean, like, let's just get Kyler Murray back first. Like, if he doesn't come back, then right. then the, well, right, we'll get yeah, you know, we'll hit that in the around the bananas. NFC conversation because that that is not a done deal yet either. Uh, Speaking of the NFC, the Honey Badger is mm-hmm. mo- is heading home to the Bayou. Greggy's Greggy's so pumped; he loves it. I love LSU. I love Tulane. He love LSU loves Tyron any, Matthew, anyway. formerly of the Chiefs. He signs now, uh, Mark, uh, with the Saints. So that deal, he c- leaves Graybeard's purgatory and signs in May. Thirty years old. Obviously, he's always been productive, but he keeps on moving around. Maybe he has a longer stay here in New Orleans. A nice pickup for a Saints team that's looking pretty good right now. Too. Yeah, Honey Badger's the kind of guy. No matter where he went you would talk about it as a massive upgrade to that team's defense. Something about this feels um, different to me. It feels special because the Saints are a unique team. I think Greg mentioned this a week or so ago, that their fan base is unique. The location is unique. The whole city and that he's coming back home. All of that is the intangible stuff, but I kind of love the fact that you're adding him to a defense that lost Malcolm Jenkins to retirement, that lost Marcus Williams to the Ravens. If you look at who they have and the way that they operated last year as the number fourth overall team DVOA-wise against the pass, Honey Badger is set up to succeed. And this was the one secondary that looked at Tom Brady, caused total chaos for him, showed zero fear of Tom Brady. And we already know that Honey Badger feels that way about Tom Brady because they've gotten into it in the past. <laughs> on the field. So I kind of just love this for New Orleans. They're eight or nine deep now. I mean, they also signed Marcus May. They brought PJ Williams back. Yep. They've got Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Marshawn Lattimore, Debo looked pretty good. They brought in Daniel Sorensen, which I kind of forgot about as, as, as like a reserve guy. Reunion. They, draft, they drafted one Daniel of the second Sorensen. round. Wait, did you just present that as a positive? No, that wasn't. If anything, Matthew is they're taking those. Guys. Yeah, they're teammates. They know each other. And uh, Matthew's taking those snaps, I think, from them. But I think we're going to talk about some teams in the around the AFC segment that I think are building back to front, the Ravens, the Bengals, the the Saints are definitely that team that feels like we've got seven or eight guys back there that can slow down today's passing attacks. To counteract all the passing first down, we've seen the most passing ever past two seasons counteract that you need to play 
nickel. You need to play lots of defensive backs, and that's what teams have been doing. So you saw it. That was part of the reason why when we get to the Ravens that we'll talk about you know, how why Kyle Hamilton was such a good fit. But being able to just always have that depth for the defensive backs, it's just the way to counterbalance all the passing. And I don't want to hear that A.J. Brown, you couldn't afford A.J. Brown. It's like the Saints were $80 million over the cap, and they somehow figured out all this stuff, and they're still signing Tyron Matthew. Like Their cash spending is through the roof. If nothing else, Saints fans got to be happy with Gail Benson uh, that they are just like <laughs> spending money over hand over fist the last couple of seasons, almost more than any team in the NFL. Yeah, I believe A.J. Brown when he said this isn't my fault. Yeah, I it right. wasn't my fault. Right. I don't think it was. Um, and that was news and notes presented by Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at Upwork.com. All right. Now. Here we go. Ready? We're caught up on the news. Okay. Greg, uh, Mark, how are you feeling about things time-wise right now? You expressed some concern before we started. I mean, it was playful concern, but I I suggested the show <laughs> would go think, at Greg? least 85 concern? minutes. But I feel like any playful concern from Mark always has like an undercurrent yeah. of menace. It's not untrue. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling a little of that Tuesday intensity from Sessler, and I think that's going to help you in this exercise. I just came, you know, I'm enjoying the conversation so far, and I hope it, you know, for the next 48 minutes and not a lot longer, we continue to do that. You did tell us you were at the office three and a half hours before the show, so that is prep. That is That's why you're ready to go. (laughs) Uh, The the, the cafeteria upstairs offers free breakfast, and there's, like, nice coffee machines and stuff. Cynthia, you had said, as I I mentioned, Power Rankings is back. Me and Matt Money-Smith are on the network later. Later today, 8 p.m. Eastern. You said in the total access meeting, just a ton of heat. People <laughs> fired up about the power rings. A lot of guys be like, he never played the game. No, uh, well, these I don't take this seriously. He never played a snap. Anything like that? Um, not that I remember. The, the what I remember Michael was more like in, in the meeting today. Was sh- more showing like, up in mid-May. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously, they they put they put the stars on in mid May 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 third. That's the, when they bring the stars out. Hence why I'm on it um, with you. But it's, <laughs> it was more like, can you keep repeating the order because the people were calling in because they're not, they're not sitting there in person. So that sounds we like have, I feel That's as though it. I have them memorized now because right, other people Nothing could not remember. A disaster. Meeting. Do you want you want to hear the top ten? You curious? Serious. I am. Let's go. Here's the top ten. Number one. Let's put the Rams back at one. Just that. I, I should. Bills, Rams, Bucks, Bengals, Niners, Packers, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, AFC West, seven to ten. Uh, Am I crazy? It's cute. That's I don't cute think you're crazy. You Bengals feels a little rich. <laughs> it's cute. It's How like dare a little you? bit. Yeah. It's like a little. Hey, hey. Uh, How dare you? Bengals feels thing. rich. I don't like the Chiefs being below those teams, and the Bengals seem. Where the heck are the Ravens? Weirdly, uh, the Ravens high. are eleven, up four spots. Okay. I feel like somebody's got to win that division. Certainly. Somebody so, like, will. the 11th I kinda, best I kinda team. I kind of knocked the Bengals right back to, uh, right, the Bengals, to the rest of the, the Bengals division. The Bengals feels uh, a little over We didn't like what they did yeah. uh, love, in free agency. I think they've had a great offseason. Yeah. Are they a I, better team than the one that almost won the Super Bowl? I think so. Yeah, I don't but so think are the Ravens. The, the Ravens, Ravens got, like, injury, really unlucky injury-wise. Hey. Everything went wrong for Baltimore, and they Everything. were still alive in Week 18. Exactly. We are asking quite a bit from Rashad Bateman right now in that wide receiver room. I also think it's funny that the Broncos are up there and who like are we who is he throwing the ball to himself? It's a, it's a tugboat. Tom oh, Brady can't pass and catch the ball himself. <laughs> the Broncos maybe have Russell great, Wilson have can. Great receivers. What are you talking Portland about? Portland Sutton, you will Tim Patrick, pay. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. That's that's is, so, it, is, is this a Drew Lock problem? We got to save it for okay, the yeah, end. We'll save it. All right, this fine, is why ready? the show's going 84 40, minutes. 48 minutes. Let's go. All right, let's get to it. 
Some you, sometimes you got to go out on a perch a little on bit. A, so I do it the mile office. high perch. Here we high. go. This is what we do. Three minutes per team. Every team in the AFC. We got four divisions. There's four of us. We'll take one team per division. Grave digger, right off the bat, you're getting thrown in the hot water here because you need to adjudicate this. Is that mm-hmm. the right word? Yeah. I think I understand what you're trying you to say. You need to handle this. Okay? I got you. You need to make sure you you have to. And I know maybe you'll be a little sheepish because I'm the new guy. Uh, I don't want to, like, drop a hammer on these guys if I have to. But that's part of this gig. Mm. I it, don't know. This is the same guy that before we were taping goes, it's a new era. Right. As well, right <laughs> time. I think he's ready for it. He's ready. <laughs> so we get three minutes a team. <laughs> if we go over three minutes and this includes Cindy. I know she's a star at this company, but you need to take out the tranquilizer and you hit her right in the High jugular. High-grade beaver tranquilizer yes. only. High-grade beaver. <laughs> I'm ready. Locked and loaded. All right. So let's get going. Let's start with the – and you'll know when time's up, okay? You just – you'll know. Um, something's going to wash over you. A piece. A piece. Um, okay. From 1993. Okay. We're going to start nice. with the AFC East. I will get us going. Okay. So let's start it up, Grave Digger, with the Buffalo Bills. Number one, by the way, in the power rankings, as I just said. This is, uh, you know, we're in know-it-all season right now. Uh, we are all certain how things are going to play out. And right now, the football can't miss anything. It's only three minutes. I got to go. Is certain the Bills are a beastly juggernaut destined for 14 wins, the trip to the Super Bowl. However, is there a weakness we are overlooking are the or are the Bills really that good, Cindy? I mean, I think that we obviously need to see what happens if the, with this running back who was inconsistent, James Cook, if he can help them out there. They have nice-to-haves. They're a very complete team. They have done a nice job of drafting year in and year out. So they're in good shape, and they have the most important position in all of football. And I don't know if the Patriots got much better. And while the Jets got better, I don't know if it's enough. So division matters a lot. Who are you playing? Well, they've changed a lot. I think that's been I think that was a good idea, but they have four or five new starters in offense, about four new ones on defense. You have a new play caller. Uh, sorry, that wasn't that many new ones on defense, but like how quickly can they transition? Their offense did not come out of the gates very strong last year. No, they were they were up last, and down from seven and in the system. Though. I know it's a different um play caller though with Ken Dorsey there. He's been there though. To me that matters. I think to answer your question though, offensive line was up and down at best last season. You bring in Roger Saffold, who's more of a run blocker, like right tackles, a question mark. I, I don't look at that offensive line and think like that's a great group. At best, it's average. I, I'm with you on the Dorsey thing because he has been there. It's They're not changing the offense. It's anything. It's an extension of what Brian Daybell did. But when you look at like Kyle Shanahan and guys that are such good in-game play callers and links so richly to the quarterback that I think that just the idea that Daybell can be replaced and how, how what he did with with Josh Allen, uh, that's the big question mark for me because you're going to get into sticky situations where Dayball's creativity and what he did was the was the special sauce. Can Ken Dorsey do that? It's a different human being. Right. Gabe Davis is now a two. Jamison Crowder's new to this team. McKenzie's in a different role. It's different. Yeah. It, it feels like this. I, Jamison Crowder is another. I really like that move. I think he's going to be an upgrade over Cole Beasley. And they doubled down on it by getting a, a wide receiver that has a similar profile late in the game. The, Yes, and my only concern here is what you said, that they did start slow last year. By the end of the season, they were unstoppable. Uh, but with the change in the OC, will the offense be where it needs to be? But you also make the point about the the division, and I just don't think the Pats, the Pats, obviously, we saw it in those last two matchups, needed to really jump up 
I don't think they did, and I think that's going to help them as well. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting for me because the Bills get of all of the AFC divisions, and I mean maybe the South is one you'd want to be in. Although I don't know, that was confusing too. This one, it feels like it's a lot more stable than the other ones. Mm. So I just love the off season. I feel like they've had one of the best off seasons. Hundred percent of players they've added to. Was Kyle on top of what about on, Kyle Brent? Was that a jinx for the ages? No, that was good. I wouldn't look at it that way. Oh. It was a branding opportunity. That's, we're going to be playing yes. that while the Bills are uh, going to the Super Bowl. Ah! This, this is I, I, so every like, time why, with Greg on this. Why can't Greg just this? be yeah. quiet? We have this. We have this beautiful sound. We've already laid out the rules that you can't talk anymore. How, how, what if I like the trank? You know, give it to me. <laughs> well, it's got to. Can the tranquilizer work? Maybe. Like it seems to have we're no to, effect we're on We're taking Greg straight to promises in Malibu after this show. All right. Speaking of Greg, now you can talk, Greg, on your pats. Okay. I want to know if they did enough defensively. There's, there's been so much focus post draft about these guys that they drafted before anyone expected. Cole Strange, Tyquan Thornton. I get it. Like, you got Joe Judge and Matt Patricia running your offense. That's a little concerning. But I think their offensive roster is quite good. I look at this defense. That's what got them embarrassed uh, late last year. Uh, A bunch of guys in their front seven, other than Christian Barmore, that were extremely up and down. Uh, Matthew Judon didn't really show up in the last month. And the rest of the guys, I don't have a lot of faith in. Your top two cornerbacks right now are still Malcolm Butler and Jalen Mills, at least on the outside. I did like the third round pick, Marcus Jones. But do we have faith in Bill Belichick still, Mark, to just like figure out everything, especially on the defensive side of the ball, where I'm I'm telling you this roster just isn't looking that good. It looks slow. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel uh, hubris uh, coming out of this organization <laughs> right now. And Bill Belichick, to me, feel I've never thought this about him, feels a little bit asleep at the wheel. I mean, I look back at the Shaq Mason trade where you gave the Bucks Shaq Mason for essentially like a rusty hammer. I don't know how that went down. Right, not JC even a regular Jackson, hammer. Right. J.C. Jackson out the door, and you're hoping to replace these guys with a very strange uh, collection of draft picks. Um, (laughs) I am suspicious. I look at this, and I'm going to say one positive thing. I like their strategy for always taking a late-round quarterback because if you do get, if you do happen to hit on that, not saying that Bailey Zappi is the future, but I do think it's a smart drafting strategy overall. Fourth, fifth, sixth-round kind of guy. If you happen to hit on this guy, even if he's your backup, that can be really helpful because remember now backups are commanding like twelve million dollars just to do. If he's the if he's Mac Jones's backup for three years, that's a great fourth-round pick. I don't need to. He had sixty-two touchdowns. That can't be wrong. I'm just saying, like, I think it's I'm trying to be positive yeah, no, no, here because there's a you. lot. You know, I feel like a lot Greg's of people a have been like very, it's not, very you know, down on the Patriots. Right and I don't think they got a lot better. But I think that is a really smart strategy. Cole Strange is going to be a locked and loaded guard for them seven years from now. Uh, so everybody could calm down with the laughter. And I do think, Greg, you and I have been not at loggerheads over it, but you think I don't give Mac Jones enough pop. I am. It's certainly within the realm of reason that he takes a big year two jump here. And they did get him Devontae Parker. I would have liked that they went and were a little more aggressive in the draft and got him another player. I mean, they took you, a guy wait, in the 50th wait, wait, wait. You're mad about, wait, we brought up the Ken Dorsey thing with the I new mean. play caller. But somehow, it did, with the Mac Jones getting a new play caller and the, that his head coach, who was a, big a very good play caller, now he's gone. Yeah, I right. guess I'm worried. Well, we are not worried about concern. that. And their coaching and staff has like five year? people on it. I mean, right. they didn't take one. And what has this said? Which I hate nepotism in the NFL. Maybe they're wrong. Maybe they're right about Taekwondo. Thornton, but people were really surprised. Like just a straight line speed guy, 50th overall. Maybe I'm just scarred because Denzel Mims was also a highly tight uh, second round pick out of Baylor. Right. So I, that uh, turned out. I, none of the Baylor receivers have worked. 
<laughs> I used to play this on repeat in my car, like in high school. Oh, I know you did. Yeah. I taught Pilates in college, and I would always yeah, play you did. This song. That's okay. If it's non-team related talk, and easy with the tranks in general, Dude. Grave, you're trying to kill us over here. I'm trigger like happy. Like we're I'm elephants sorry. in the wild. Just a bit. You're I gave to take him, us I back gave to him the some village. finger guns. He's got to learn when to just ignore me. <laughs> All right, Sessler, here you go. The Dolphins. All right, Dolphins. I know Pilates. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I like it. Take a class sometime. Uh, Sessler wants out. They have no. They, the Dolphins. Like, look at this. Tyreek Hill, Teron Armstead, uh, two two amazing additions. Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. And when you look at Mike McDaniel, I trust that he'll maximize those running backs. I think they've hopscotched the Patriots from a roster perspective, oh. and they look stronger than the Jets. Oh. From one angle, I think it's fair to ask the public, can you smell what Hard Rock is cooking down in Miami? <laughs> oh, okay. no. But do you okay. trust? I would say this. Do you trust that's pretty, that's pretty good, Greg. Tua that's pretty good. to take it to the next level? I know that's almost just the obvious question. I mean, he has zero excuses. He has a Shanahan offshoot who does great things with quarterbacks. In today's NFL, though, if Tua is not a, a totally different version of who he is, hmm. I don't think there's any chance he's their quarterback this time next offseason. I was going to take it a step further and say... How you know when does Teddy Bridgewater enter the picture here? Because I don't know if he makes it to Halloween if he doesn't hit the ground running. Because this is year three now, and they have put a really solid team around him. They gave him a Hall of Fame, next level, one of one, number one wide receiver. Jalen Waddle had one of the best rookie seasons in recent NFL history. Um, he is a stud, uh, and now you have the opportunity here to take your offense to the next step. And if they don't, I think patience will run out fast. Yeah, I I agree. And yet I kind of think modest improvement from Tua to where he's like an average NFL starting quarterback, somewhere close to where Teddy was for Denver last year. And this team is going to be a lot better because the team around, because everything else is going to be better. You know, I don't know if he needs to uh, excel for this team to win 10 games. They, they're over under is over the Patriots. They're right. Don't you think so? It's, it's, Weird, though, that like they didn't have any picks this year. So they went from like rebuilding. We're all about picks. Uh, That's all we care about is picks. And then they blew all the picks to now they're the team with no picks. And it's the same guy, Chris Chris, Greer. Chris Greer's had like seven different coaches now. So he's got to sell out. Otherwise, he's gone. Right. So they still have their corners, by the way. And I really like both of their corners. Obviously, with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, that's really helpful. Really nice for them. Also, I think I love the Cedric Wilson drama and whatever, going back and forth and whatever, which was hilarious, like low key. What is it? I, I don't mean, know the Cedric Wilson basically, drama. Basically, like Dallas was trying to keep him and that like it was just a lot of drama over Cedric, which is, I mean, he's their third, not to be mean, but it's, you know, wide receiver number three. And there were just all this fighting. It's funny. I kind of like the third round pick Channing Tyndall. It's like he, his name. He just seems like a guy. He's going to play right away. He was probably behind a Landon Roberts as a run stopping guy. You can get a Landon Roberts out of your line. Talking to handsome Hank, big Dolphins fan, uh, future general manager of UK properties for the NFL. Woo-hoo. Quite a promotion. Staying at his castle. And he was a little bummed in Vegas that there was no juice. Well, Tyreek Hill was your first round pick. Right. You have to right. look at it that way. Yeah. So that's 100%. nice. 100%. That's not how the draft works, though. <laughs> it's aggressive. <laughs> you were technically talking about the team stuff. Well, I won't next time. Cindy on the Jets.
Okay. The Jets did a really, really nice job with this draft. Probably the best draft overall, especially with their fourth place schedule. They probably got the most better. That's terrible English, but they probably improved the most. I also liked that they added Lake and Tomlinson. You know, we forget about some of these offensive line pieces. You know, obviously he came over from San Francisco. There's familiarity with his head coach. I think if you look to see what do you, you really need to evaluate what, is Zach Wilson the guy, yes or no? Because clearly it's not Joe Flacco. Like, he's not competing for that for that real job, right? So when you look to see, like, okay, what can we do? Well, we can load him up with a really good wide receiver. We can see Elijah Moore, if he can stay healthy, could be great. I don't know if Corey Davis is going to come back. on. I hope he stays healthy, but he has been oft injured. I think actually adding Jeremy Ruckert, who teammates with Garrett Wilson at Ohio State, hmm. that was a really nice add as well. Brees Hall was many people's consensus number one running back. They stole Jermaine Johnson and Ahmad Gardner was some people had him as their number one corner. Some people had him as number two. So clearly they got their guy. And I love the whole, like, you were always the one. He oh, was from yeah, one Detroit so. man to another. You were, you were always the one. <laughs> that was funny. But they still have a lot of pieces, too. It's not like there were five players away, right? So right. there are some question marks here. Makai Becton needs to pay off because that's a, you know, f- physical, a huge situation to have to overcome if your left tackle isn't good. Their right tackle is George Fant right now listed in the number one on the depth chart. Like that's kind of scary as well. So we'll have to see. But low key, CJ Uzama, also a good add. So I mean, that your model yeah. has them jumping up, what, like four wins to It was like 2.5. It was like 2.5 wins overall in part because they play a fourth place schedule. So it tipped the scales to have a better chance to win some of those games. And that's a really big increase. It's not, you know, I, I, I like Jets fans. I want you to be happy. But one cornerback does not an entire defense make, you know, right. so you got to you got to figure out that. Defense. They did, I mean, DJ Reed. So they've kind of over made that to me, not to oversimplify it, but it does the tackle positions in the quarterback because they've now built a compelling roster, uh, not a Super Bowl roster, but now there's pieces in play. Uh, Fant, does he stay healthy? Is he going to be good enough? Beckton, is he going to get his weight under control and be a real player? And can Zach Wilson do it? Those are all still big questions, but they've at least made themselves intriguing as a team. They're intriguing. I mean, you feel like there is a, from a bird's eye view, a real plan that kind of married the draft and free agency together and made the Jets better. The one thing I don't like in, in the New York market, but just national in general, is when everyone is saying... The team is now competent and could be successful if the quarter. It's like a lot of pressure on Zach Wilson to no make doubt. a big step. And I just not sure, based on what we saw last year, that he has that in him. Mean, he's another player like Tua that might not be there a year from but now he, in the starting he's spot. He's in a great situation for a second year quarterback. I, I yep. think this isn't a totally rebuilding team. Joe Douglas got hired four years ago, and this was his third year but, drafting. Yeah, I was about to say, he didn't so, draft that. But fine, it's years. his third full Mac-Hagnan year. So this is like when you're supposed to show your, your wares, and your I think stuff. he's done it. I think he's done it. They're set up pretty well. Oh, Oh, I thought I was going to get away with it. (laughs) All right, everybody. Hold right there. Let's take a quick break. A responsible break. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Let's move to (laughs) AFC North. Greg, get us going with the defending conference champions. Okay, so I talked about the Saints being built to stop today's passing attacks. I think that's the Bengals' identity. 
And yeah, yeah, it's the their first identity, of course, is their quarterback and his pass catchers and the skill position guys. How special they're going to be is how far they're going to go. But defensively, this Bengals team, by taking uh, two players in the secondary to start their draft in Daxton Hill and then Cameron uh, Taylor Britt, to me, just makes this secondary potentially special. Uh, they have seven or eight really competent guys. I think they were a pretty good secondary before. Mm-hmm. Now you can get so multiple. You got Mike Hilton and Daxon Hill. Daxon Hill can do a lot of different things, like incredibly athletic. Maybe Eli Apple is kicked out of the starting lineup, but when he's suddenly your fourth or fifth cornerback, Makes sense. that looks great. And I, I really like the idea that they kind of know who they are, and they also look at the rest of the AFC, I think, and look at the Bills, they look at the Chiefs, and they think, how can we slow down these two teams? And I think more than almost any team in the AFC, they're built for it. I mean, they don't get to the Super Bowl last year without ball hawking secondary play. They don't beat the Titans mm-hmm. necessarily. I mean, they were in all those games in such close affairs. I love what they did. I love what they did along the offensive line. It's like they were the one team where it was like Duke Tobin at the combine when we talked to him. This is what you need to go do. And they went and did it exactly with, and they, and it, with a precise plan around protecting Joe Burrow. I so, thought they might go even deeper and go take another one in the draft. They went fourth round. Um, but three I, starters and three, agent, and tackle, three agency so. getting three starters. I think is they're a much better team. And there was a lot. There was a lot of magic sprinkle dust over the Bengals in January and into February, and they almost took it all the way home. One last drive when Eli Apple got exposed, by the way, on that final drive, but was good before that. But like this now is a team that they aggressively attacked their deficiencies. I think it's a better team now. It's very hard to run it back after something like that. Um, so I understand that. But Cindy, they're better. They're better. better. Yeah. I, look, I, I think they're going to have to answer some questions at tight end because CJ Uzama was a big a big factor there. And I do think they I probably like a little could've... Hayden Hurst action, though. A little... Maybe. I mean, uh, I mean we maybe. know CJ fits so well. So right. can he do that? Yeah. Know? So can he do that? And then also think they probably should have added to the running back position because the use for Joe Mixon made him. He got hurt. So it. I just I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying if there were two areas of improvement, maybe those were. The I right. do struggle to see them as the third best team. I, like part of it is like they went on a magical run. Yeah, I don't know. That's exactly who they are because well, prior to that point. they were hot and cold. Because right. they didn't say, "Oh, look what we did last year. We're going to bring back the same team." They, there's been significant turnover here. Mike Hilton had a good quote here. People are p- predicting them as a one-hit wonder. Why? Because it's the Bengals. Point blank. Period. When you think of the Bengals, you're like, "Oh, the Bengals," you know. But now with this group <laughs> of guys we have and the coaches we have, we're really turning this organization Lou around. Anarumo. We want respect. Paisan. We didn't. Lou we Anarumo. made jokes about him a year ago. So not anymore. Right. Not anymore. I could, you'd shoot me all you want. It seems to have no effect. <laughs> it's making me better. It's making me talk more. <laughs> Mark, your beloved Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers. I mean, I was just thinking about how in the run of this podcast, we've never seen anything close to a Steelers team as deeply in transition as, as they are right hmm. now. I mean, it obviously starts at a quarterback. It, it has me intrigued, though, because... It, you, I, we called them draft winners coming out of that weekend, and I think they were. If you look at their lineup on offense, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pratt, Pratt, Pat Fryermuth, who I like a lot, George Pickens and Calvin Austin. Kenny Pickett, I think, is winning this battle. Only Deontay Johnson remains as a starter from week one, two seasons ago. They've changed a lot. My one question, because they, I, they've had a nice offseason – their offensive line was an Achilles heel last year. They haven't done much there. And that gives me bad vibes about putting either Mitch Trubisky behind a line like that or a rookie quarterback. Is this rebuild put on hold a little bit because of that situation? 
Maybe uh, that's the case for starting things off with Mitch Trubisky, a guy who can move. A part of the problem with their setup uh, was that they had an, a literal statue, a 270-pound statue right. behind center. A who Stone could, Age pony. A Stone Age pony. Yeah. He may be the ultimate since Dan Marino post Achilles Stone Age pony. <laughs> and now you, if you get a guy behind there that can move a bit, Pickett obviously can move better than Big Ben at this stage. That's going to help. But you're right. That is a real concern. I'm more worried about their coaching and their evaluation than, than the, like what they did this offseason. They brought in two starters. I mean, Mason Cole uh, from the Vikings. James Daniels was like a nice free agent signing. It was more that they gave uh, Chuka Akora for a huge contract. Three-year deal. BFF Adam has one of the worst tackles in league for what it's worth. You have a fourth-round second-year player, Dan Moore, at left tackle, who they like and, and look Looked pretty good, but that's asking a lot out of uh, a mismatched group who really never has made up for the fact what, that Mike Munchak left. Basically, when Mike Munchak left, this offense changed uh, in terms of their offensive line. When I look at the line and I look at the situation, remember, you know, you had an outgoing GM and you've got you don't know who's coming in next. I think he's like. I want to be the guy that got all the good receivers. I don't give a crap about this right. O-line. Like, <laughs> mm. I want my, like, I'm. this is my last one. Here's the the icing on the cake. My chef's kiss. I'm not, he is great at it, but it's not sexy to take 300-pound men that don't move very much. It, you need it. I obviously am an advocate for it, but I don't what know. did the model say about Pickett as a, as a prospect? Most pro-ready, had the most snaps facing weird defenses, meaning not base defense, meaning uh, disguised looks in the secondary, uh, non-traditional fronts, things that you'll see in the NFL. So highest passer rating also when facing these situations. So was the most pro-ready, if that's how you're going to define pro-ready. Did you guys see the video of the phone call from Tomlin to Pickett? huge smile on us. You don't see Tom like this. So happy and excited. And I was just like, that looks like a guy who's like, I found my starter. Week one, let's roll with the kid, Mac Jones with the Patriots. I don't have to start my Stone Age pony. You think he enjoyed starting Ben last <laughs> no. year? Not a bit. He should be coach of the year every year, just for all the crap he's had to deal with. Whoa. <laughs> you cannot praise anyone. Let's, uh, let's, let's put the gun down. All right. Yes, Justin. Let's just mm-hmm. let's let the let the guest. We have a wonderful guest, Cynthia here. Let's try not to trank her unless she really deserves it. Okay, Greg, fire away. He likes it. Right, right. Yes, Cindy, cut her some. Stuff. When it feels offensive to the listener, pull <laughs> okay. the trigger. You, you can he, pull the trigger whenever you want. He's drunk with power. Like he can't else. get drunk otherwise, so he's drunk with right. power. I, right I swore an oath not. That to. was a tough one. I, that was a real test of your loyalty. And, uh, well, he really... also did not comply entirely. Yeah, that one. He what, said he would he attempt to. to right. not, he did do his best. I trust him. Things, other I trust things. Him. How about the Ravens, Cynthia? Ooh, the Ravens had an awesome draft. I really think having a guy that fits your system so perfectly, like Kyle Hamilton did, fall to fourteen. Which this guy, for me, if you had to say ahead of the draft, neutral, it could go to any team. Who is the guy that's most likely to become All Pro first? It was Kyle Hamilton. Mm. So you're getting this, and I understand there's some positional value things here where some people don't think safety is as easily, you know, that that one's not as high value position as some of the others. But I would argue kind of the opposite. With all these teams playing multiple defensive backs, a whole bunch of packages where you need at least five defensive backs, his use is going to be from day one really, really important. He also is great at blitzing. They have kind of all of these different ways where he goes in sideline to sideline. 
Hamlin, he probably dropped because at the combine, he didn't run as fast of a 40 as other people. Re- totally it ridiculous. Matter. Right. And then they added Tyler Linderbaum. I love this pick. I understand an interior O lineman is not necessarily the sexiest pick. Some people think like positional value again, center isn't as great, but Linderbaum could kick out to the left guard, right guard. I understand they have Kevin Zeitler there, but you know, they're, they're trying to figure out how to replace a guy who had, you know, he's going to be a hall of famer that just left two seasons ago. So now you got to figure out along this O line. Okay. What are we going to do to keep our quarterback who likes to run and do kind of scrambling drills? We need, a, we need this line to just hold as long as possible. Running, passing downs doesn't matter. The only question mark that didn't push them up higher in terms of total value in the draft is now they have, a, they created a problem that they have to solve at wide receiver. And that is something that they, we, there's still wide receivers left to look at in free agency, but it did create a, a, a new problem for them to have that as far as the draft went, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they crushed. Like I, I, I good. killed it. I and was kicking myself way, for not calling them a winner the other day because I feel like they had about as good a draft as anyone. Travis Jones, their third round defensive tackle, could play right away, uh, and they're going to be playing three safeties all yep. the time now. All the time. And the, but that's that's how the league is moving. That the it Patriots did that quite a bit last year. They took the guy in the fourth round, uh, Henry's guy Daniel Falele, another rugby player who's now the biggest man in the NFL, 386 pounds, and he's a guy kind of like Jordan Mailata. Who's, who's going to be rough around the edges, but if you're going to land with a team uh, to round, develop you, mm-hmm. the Ravens are the right and team. They, they won eight games a year ago due to great coaching and just because it's the Ravens with a shattered secondary, with a backfield that was broken from before the start of the season, which is a huge mm-hmm. part of what they want to do. The wide receiver thing is sticky, uh, but if there's a team that maybe had one less wide receiver than other teams and would still thrive, I think it could be Baltimore. This is my pick. Dear so, Debo. Go yeah. sign Jarvis Landry. Yeah. This, Go sign, right? Figure out Debo. Pay Debo. You're going to pay someone. Pay Debo. There, yeah. He's a known entity. He would be annoyed by week three, though, in Baltimore. I think that's the problem. I for, feel like Jarvis would catch like 80 passes there. They're my pick for the division winner on May 3rd. I just feel like they're due Great, for a perfect. big bounce back season. Comeback season approaches in Charm City, which leads us to the Cleveland Browns. So, last week, Major League Baseball handed out a 324 game suspension. Uh, to Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer. The ban covered two full seasons, longest punishment under the sport's domestic violence policy since it was instituted in August 2015. Cut to the NFL, different circumstances, but obviously some troubling allegations connected to Watson. His fate with the NFL's yet to be announced, and we don't know how this is going to end with Watson, and it's, you know, like it or not, Cleveland looms as a superpower in the conference when you combine that roster with Watson. But when will Watson actually play a game? The Browns went eight and nine last season with Baker. I don't see them being much better with Jake Brisket behind center. So that's my question. When will we find out when Watson plays? And would it be possible that they got really tough on him the way baseball did on Bauer? NFL, it hasn't been their style to be that way. But you wonder if the baseball thing can affect Mm. the football thing. Well, it's a huge question because the way that the NFL hands down punishment doesn't always feel that there's a rhyme or reason from case A to B to C. They handle things differently. And and, and this one has been as murky as possible. I, I don't have a huge read on what the NFL will do here. Yeah, the, the longer it goes and just the little whispers, if anything, I, I'm worried, uh, no offense to the Browns, of course, uh, that it's going to go the other way, that it might be less than we expect or that he could be on the field sooner, that they don't take it too seriously and then you kind of look at okay what do they have one thing that struck me about their draft was like David Bell is a third round pick 
he's going to play for them probably. Like he's kind of a pro ready looking. Maybe he's in the slot there. Like they need receivers. They don't really have receivers more than any team in the NFL. I feel like they could use Odell Beckham. Like they <laughs> feel like the best fit right. for Odell Beckham right now. I mean, I can't, it's hard to imagine, but like, David Bell might be their number two right now. Their third round pick. They're they're thin at wideout and they're thin at defensive tackle. Their their roster is not overly. They have impressive. a lot of great pieces too, though. But it's like, yes. But all that. I'm glad you're throwing out the other aspects that are around the Browns right now. But ultimately, it all goes back to what's going on with Watson and the mystery. And you know what? It's going to be a really, really. And we've had these conversations before, but bad look for the league. If one of the major leagues comes down hard on a prominent, that's a Cy Young Award winner, and then NFL drops a four-game ban or something, that I mean, nothing would surprise me anymore. But like they can, they can, they can wrap this up. Let's wrap it up, NFL. You you got the Hugh Jackson uh, investigation done in a couple weeks. It's been uh, two years almost. I feel dark energy around this team. I know it's that's personal feelings involved, but it's kind of like when Andre the Giant turned bad. It was like this, just as this was a team that you was sort of a lovable loser and they went to uh, they went to dark places. I don't enjoy it at all. Yeah, it is a bummer. The Lions kind of taken that mantle. No, 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 no. Don't you dare compare the Lions to the Browns. No, no, no. They're the new fun team. They're the new lovable losers. That's what we're saying. Got it. Okay. The lovable underdog on the Because This is different. This right here, this different. We're saying nothing about this team. I want nothing to say about this team. Let's, Next. Why don't we move on to the AFC Perfect. South? <laughs> Wait, do we to... need to take a break? Graver. Yes. Okay, let's take a break, and we'll hit the AFC South. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, we're back. Here we go. Sessler. Titans. The Titans. They strike me as a team that have floated away to some degree. Uh, I see a club that traded away its best player in A.J. Brown. We've oh. talked about that a ton. They drafted their QB of tomorrow in Malik Willis, which has Ryan Tannehill now basically in the odd position of playing for his job because I think he's going (laughs) to hear it from fans and everyone else right out of the gate if he struggles. And that's a possibility. You've got Derrick Henry, who has been leaned on super heavy forever in an offensive line that I see questions at left guard. I see questions at right tackle. I don't love that for Ryan Tannehill either. It helps to be in a junkie division, but this feels like a lesser version of last year's team right now where we are today. Am I being too tough on Gravedigger's hyper fetish. I don't, can I hear the Tannehill quote? And I just want to hear this kind from of today. going around a little bit. Tannehill on Malik Willis and and you know that new partnership in the quarterback room. I mean, that's part of uh, being in a quarterback room in the same room. You know, we're we're competing against each other. We're uh, you know watching the same tape. We're we're doing the same drills. Um, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but um, you know if he learns learns from me along the way, then. Um, then that's a great thing. Graver, I don't have a problem with that. 
I know some people are going to say it makes him seem selfish. Also looks no, worse no, no, in you print had, than wait, it does wait, the way there's, said, are, there's, there's missing part of it because part of it was talking about, he's like, uh, I had to go to therapy last time when I was the, like, he talks about like how he really struggled and like has come overcome struggles. And he, t- he, he mentions therapy by name. Therapy so, connected to the dolphin like going, situation. Getting out of the, when he was in a mental headspace before and it's he worked himself he out the of lot, it. The last and the two, the, loss, the, yeah. Was the last, yeah, the but playoff loss. I think this is something where you like, know enough about Ryan Tannehill's character and how his teammates have reacted to him and everything about him like throughout his career that's like he's just being honest the same thing Eli Manning said and yet Eli Manning was like great friends with Danny Jones doesn't mean he's not going to be a professional he's just answering the question to me I like it I'd rather hear the truth like yeah. I, also you don't have AJ Brown anymore. Like that's gonna be a heck of a lot harder. He's gotta be annoyed like with He's some of the stuff so that's happening. Here's what All I'd be it. annoyed about. Like we we uh Gravedigger talked before the draft, like what's their biggest need is offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um they were a mess last year. They didn't really address that this offseason. So that would have me very concerned. One of the worst offensive lines in the league without A.J. Is Brown. Is that your biggest concern? Great yeah, day. I mean, we're sitting here now. The draft and free agency are complete, and we still don't know who two of their starters are. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. I want you to Guards. keep talking and then tranquilize yourself. Tackles. Oh, that's why. Dan- <laughs> Mark was giving uh, Gravedigger <laughs> the international sign <laughs> for stretch. Yeah. Stretch it out. Uh, anybody that's picking right. up a little bit of tension between Mark and Gravedigger? Right Ooh, off the, I like right it. Right off the bat. Uh, well, I could be here for this. I'm glad I could see their their origination story. This I, is good. I wouldn't call it tension. I, just, I do you know. think the Titans are a worse team right now than they were than the team that played the Bengals in January. So that's probably not a good place to be. Which team they played? Why? The Bengals. Trike yourself. Trike it. I mean, you're stupid. Colts. Colts. Jim Irsay said last week he believed Matt Ryan could play another four seasons with the Colts. The owner's rosy viewpoint echoed in their draft class, included eight picks, no quarterbacks. You know, Chris Ballard lost that first rounder in the doomed Carson Wentz acquisition of 2021, but he still came out of Vegas with solid haul. Included offensive players with each of the first three picks. The Colts struggled to score points with Wentz last season, especially down the stretch. Do we trust this attack with Matt Ryan leading the way to improve enough to put them in the conversation with the AFC's lead? I just want to one more thing. This team was looking really good in mid-December. Nine of 12. Great running game. Defense getting stopped. Best on fourth down. Just taking care of business and then it all fell apart. Are they that far away or do they not have enough? I I think that, you know, given where they were drafting and what they were looking at, I like that they cut their losses with Carson Wentz before. I mean, if if it's not going to be the right solution, don't try to force it to work. We've seen this happen. Take the L and move on. Matt Ryan. This is a guy who we've seen how good he's been with play action. They got to a Super Bowl when he was able to effectively use play action. You know when you can use play action? When you have a good running back. So I think that this is an interesting – and in this division, like tell me how tell me how the other teams got so significantly better. Tennessee's oh, not right. better. It's similar, but they also have holes. I don't think this roster holes. as good as it was when, when Phillip Rivers was there. I, I, they kind of remind me of the late Mike Shanahan era Broncos where I swear it was like the coaching – uh, and the play calling was great, but the, the talent wasn't quite all the way there because this receiver group, maybe Alec Pierce hits as a second round pick. 
But it's Maybe. A, it's a mid-level receiver pick. They drafted uh, Bernard Raymond in the third Ryman. round. Ryman. Ryman, who may, may start Ryman. at left tackle. They don't really have an experience. <laughs> yeah. Let's left do it tackle. together. Uh, they, were, they were assigned uh, Marcel Debo, though, from Germany. And we want to go cover this game in Germany. So I just want to I just want to, you know, put that out there. They were assigned. Every team in the AFC South got an international player pathway program guy from Henry Hodgson. He just gives it out to a different <laughs> like division every year. And this like year he, Snickers he bars. gave it to one and every you get a Snickers, AFC South. You get a Twix. They got my you favorite, get a watch McCall. They, by the way, they got my favorite tight end though in the draft. They got the Jelani Woods. That's my favorite. Okay. He's so just, my, the point is send us to Germany. That's that was point. the point Spreck of the call. That was my point. And I want to just throw that out Graver. there. It was IPP day. It was a big day. You know, I'll Graver's thinking about in that. German. Graver's like, I'm in the chair now. I I'll teach you swears in German. That's what I can help you with. Grew up in Luxembourg, so I can teach you swears in German. Oh, I'd love to know German swears. Wait, can you swear in German and that wouldn't need to be bleeped here? Yeah. I'm not going to find out. This is not the reason I want to talk to you. I just, I just learned you grew up in Luxembourg like a week ago, yeah. and that's... It's, I can swear in French, in German. How about, swear in a lot how about like a language. soft German swear? Like, not, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the worst thing nope, ever. Nope, not going to get in trouble. <laughs> Wow. My my boss is already trying to like sell me for a pack of cigarettes, so you know I don't need I don't to know add what to that. Means, yeah, let's but see. I like let's talk it. about that. <laughs> Keep going. Let's put three minutes on the clock for that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on now to the Houston Texans, Cindy. What What do you want me to say about the Texans? I don't know. You tell me. Okay, so they clearly seem to be believing in Davis Mills, whether or not the rest of us think that that's the truth. Okay. I, I don't know. It seems like they are. I did think that the John Mechie wide receiver pickup, you know, people stopped talking about him because he got hurt kind of in the season before draft season picked up. But John Mechie, watch his film. He's right up there with some of those top guys. I mean, Alabama guys, like this is a guy who's very, very good. Also, this is how the Patriots get in trouble when they hire other Patriots guys elsewhere. Because yeah. I guarantee you, they yeah. would have taken John Mechie with their second round pick, but instead, Casario took it. You know, they took Derek Stingley, which that Sorry, has dude. some Derek Stingley again. It was one two for for which corners, but he does fit the Levy Smith system. Now that means. There's a little bit of uh, projection there because is he going to be the guy we saw in 2019 when he was all world at LSU, or are we going to see the guy the past two years? That is was... Levy Smith going to be the coach in two years? That's my question. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I will have to. There, there's some low key thing I have to point out. And there's like Austin Deckless. He's their potential right tackle. He's a six round pick. This kid, he is from. He went to LSU. He eats. Turtles. His grandmother make, made him turtle stew, and he he was the most entertaining person that I've talked to in a really long time. Wow. I talked to him at East West Shrine. So this is the type of stuff you get. Turtle right. eating. Like what the shell of, and what, everything? What or? was it like? Did you... What, like... A he cow, fried it. Okay. Just, I've, so, had, I've had turtle before. Like it's in a, southern. In a, it's but a, you cut like off, like, like the arms, legs, and head, and you'd eat the just rest. Just like a meat. Nice, chewy meat. Nah, he said meat. it didn't taste no. like chicken, but he didn't know what it tasted like, and mm. he said maybe more like turkey, but this, this kid's nuts. Like, he's okay. super fun to talk like to. Like turtle is almost like, to me, like... The human of the reptiles. But he said... It looks like a little old man It's too human for me, yes. So now I'm going to eat it? I'm a tortoise owner. Uh, I was a turtle owner. Now I'm a tortoise owner. We've got we've got old Nori in the backyard. Yeah, now I, maybe I wouldn't eat it, but it was yeah. good. What it did was it good taste in like, like a gumbo? Just, that, but that's something like fun you can know meat. about. Austin Deckles, I, like I hope he makes the team. I'm rooting I mean, for so him. so many he's holes on that team. But... And he like loved his grandma so much. He's like, anything. she would. She could have gotten me to eat my finger. You know, I, he, I, I he's love like, learning about swamp yep, people. This is exactly, very interesting. Exactly. But nine draft picks in Vegas. Derek Stingley, Kenyon Green, a 15 overall. Jalen Petrie, the safety out of Baylor. John Mechie, as we talked about. Those are all starters for a team 
team that needs to build. I think Casario's kind of done a good job. It, like last year was just a disaster. But like Davis Mills deserves a second chance. Sure. Yeah, sure. I always thought this was a potential landing spot for Baker Mayfield. It's never come up once. But too. it's just so. interesting because hmm. like the backup team is That's Jeff Driscoll. So it's not like you're sitting here being like, hey, let's give him a chance. But then they like, put a veteran. Like, where, where's the Brian Hoyer of no. this situation, right? That's not what Jeff Driscoll is. That makes so. too much sense. I think I think they are a little bit of an underdog to, to yeah. get Baker at some but point. why? They, wouldn't just, you rather have the younger that's guy what you need, that another in crazy your building person. that showed something? I think they want to see Davis Mills Hard, I like Davis time. Mills. Yeah. I do too. Don't put it down. Put it down. Jacksonville Jaguars, Greg Rosenthal. So my my question with them is 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 trying enough? Like they're <laughs> like they're trying. You, you can't say that the Jaguars aren't trying. The Bears, I have question if the Bears are trying enough. trying enough. I don't know if the Titans are trying enough. So dismissive. I, the Jaguars are absolutely trying to fix the worst franchise in the league, yeah. you know, based on wins, based on their coach. They have at least 10 new starters uh, combined between their offense and defense. But when I when I look at their offense, I guess my question is, like, Cynthia, do you think it's enough? Because I, I look at what's around Trevor Lawrence, and maybe it's a little better. They made the decision to keep the offensive line more or less the same. You brought in Brandon Scherf, who was a big addition in terms of run blocker, but you, you re-signed Cam Robinson instead of drafting someone. And I look at that group around him, and I just thought, is it enough? Because I'm not overly impressed. Well, Walker Little is there, so your kids are going to be happy to know. Walker that is a big fan of Walker Little, yes. A, a, a fan, a fan like favorite. Um, I don't know if it's going to be enough. This seems to be they made some interesting decisions that I'm I don't know. But the thing that they did really well was screw everyone else up in the wide receiver market, which was pretty epic for them by that Christian Kirk cool. comp in the Love marketplace. Cool they move. really they really stuck it to a lot of other teams because people are like I am way better than Christian Kirk. You're going to need to pay me. Right. See all of the rest of the contracts that followed. So mm. I think it's going to look better. And I think low key, the best news for. Uh, you know, for Trevor Lawrence is the fact that Travis Etienne will be back. I think that yeah, that's, that's super true. helpful. Using him along with James Robinson will be a big upgrade. I mean, Luke Fortner, the third round pick as a center. Okay, I don't know. It it just it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that all plays out. And their defense did get better up front, and I do like their linebacker picks. But this is it was kind of like they were like, let's just throw a dart. We're gonna put ten names here, and then of the these are sort of our consensus ten at this pick, and we'll just throw a dart and pick that because you know why. Would would you, you know, Devin Lloyd is awesome, but then like doubling down with Chad Muma after that, like sort of redundancy is interesting. I do have questions about how much power Doug Peterson has inside the structure of that team because the lead up to the draft was just like this camp wants this player, this camp wants this player. You never even heard about Doug Peterson. I, I, my other thing though is that I organizationally to go from last year where Trevor Lawrence spent the entire season like in a bathtub of total chaos under Urban and Meyer. Yep. They're a much better team, I think, just in every possible way sure. because they've removed a total cancer. And maybe Doug Peterson has power in the organization. Maybe he doesn't. But you know what we do know is he's a professional. He's been here before. The guy's got a ring. I love Doug he's Peterson. Be a he guy. has a great analytics he's guy, an too. Author. One he's, of my One of my favorite an analytics author. people. He's yeah. going to be a professional that's going to help the kid, Trevor Lawrence, build Just, on it. And every year, there is a team that nobody even thinks about. Ooh. The Bengals last the year. I'm not it's saying not the, the Jags are that team. Bad division. But Jag, don't be surprised if they're hanging around in the sure. division race and after, you know, Thanksgiving. After. Don't be surprised. Okay. Wow. okay, maybe I'd give you Halloween. Or the <laughs> AFC South winner wins seven games. There's right, a, that's that what possible. I think is. Yeah. Yeah, I do. 
I'm telling, I'm trying to t- teach Justin to take the path of peace, but sometimes you got to pick up the peace. And you know what I mean by I that. think he did a good job there actually <laughs> shooting mean, the gun. A, an assortment of us. <laughs> the took, it actually took me a second, but I got there. And you got to blast I that I thought you were beaver. saying pace, but like using a different... Anyways, all right, we're getting we're getting close now. Let's head to the AFC West. Let's close things out. Cindy, starting with the Chiefs. Best division in football. Oh, yeah. Chiefs had a very, very good draft. The problem is, is that when you have a lot of things that are it's a totally different tack. They've had some interesting different strategies, right? The year after the Super Bowl, they brought back a lot of their starters. So they had a lot of continuity. And of course, during COVID, that continuity was an advantage. But then you remake this O-line and you kind of remake the O-line that are better at run blocking and then pass blocking and then you pass a ton so it takes a while for the the two things to kind of come together and then now you add a lot of different pieces obviously you get rid of Tyreek Hill who you're not going to replace but you add some pieces that are very good so Trent McDuffie their first round pick that they went up to go and get and then George Karloftis again adding at, at, at a position of need this is interesting and by the way I love the Leo Chanel pick because Steve Spagnolo defenses it takes Thanks. them all to a, a little bit to come together because it's a more complicated defense Trent McDuffie does have a lot of the different attributes and he's played at the system similar most similarly to what Spags has done. So I think that will help quickly, but you know, it's going to, the, the wide receiver room that is going to take a couple of games for even a guy with a talent level, Patrick Mahomes to get used Hmm. to having, I mean, other than his tight end, it's all different. This is it. This is where we're at. Travis Kelsey is still the lead dog here at the tight end spot, but Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, Sky Moore, Mark, you think that is that, McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman. McCall yeah. Hardman. Josh you Gordon's think still that's there, enough? Yes. Uh, I, I think in um, on other teams. I'll stop it, Josh. Maybe Gordon. not, <laughs> yeah. but you have Patrick Mahomes, and I can't think of a team that I trust more under Andy Reid to make this work somehow. It's a great draft. I love the. I love how they're all very different, though. They make it makes sense to me. I think they're very much with the trend that you don't need two great receivers necessarily, but you need four different ones that can all play. And they have four different ones. And you mentioned the offensive line makeover that they were so focused on last year. It worked. Like, yep. it wasn't the only thing they yep. needed to do last year, but their offensive yeah. line but was gonna great. But it's going to take a minute for these receivers it's, and Patrick Mahomes to get on the a, same page. Right. It's a projection. It's not going to be right day, well, day one. Their this schedule idea, will determine a lot. Right. Yeah, the Tyree mm. Kill leaving. Uh, you could still actually build a really explosive offense with the different pieces that fit together. I buy all that, and I like Juju Smith-Schuster getting out of, of ben, Big Ben prison. And MVS, I don't healthy? like as much, but he can make plays downfield. Sky Moore, again, you're projecting a prospect making an immediate impact. It's all kind of there, but it might take time. And they've been known to slump so the at times as well. the schedule will determine the Well, AFC maybe West, how about Steve Spagnuolo's defense, which they put two first-round picks in, and they have a lot of veterans on that okay. defense. How about you not be, like, so up and down, where you're top five for half the year or your bottom five for the other half. Let's just show up, and maybe the they defense They kind of carried carry. the Chiefs yeah, last for, year. for sections and, yeah. of it, and then I they get sort annoyed, of though. They, oh, they're going to be better without Tyreek Hill, or the you're not Packers going to be better. better without Devontae you're Adams. Not. Like, that's a bunch of – go pound salt on that one. <laughs> or sand. Or sand. You choose. Pepper. Snort Pepper. salt. Bath salt. Not the same. <laughs> All right. The That's what our is. <laughs> Here we go. Chandler Jones was signed to hunt quarterbacks with Max Crosby. Devontae Adams acquired. Blockbuster changes everything for the Vegas offense. Life's good for Derek Carr, who also has Darren Waller. That's almost unfair. But do we truly... <laughs> Truly, you do. You got him in the top ten of the NFL. I'm asking you what you feel. Do we truly 
see the Raiders as an AFC contender or are they going to be remembered? Because, by the way, a lot of things in the power rankings in May are going to be very wrong by January. Or are they a classic offseason hype bunny? Hmm. They'll be long forgotten by the middle of May, Mar- uh, middle of uh, January, Mark. They're my number one argument for why we should reseed the playoffs, um, ignoring AFC, NFC, but just put like the top 14 teams one to 14, because I think it's the a, the one problem is getting out of that division. Correct. It's like they, they could probably run away with the AFC South. I'm not sure like, you're going to you're going to subtract wins in Vegas because they're going to beat them, beat each other up. Right. The other thing is, and I, you know, Josh McDaniels has always fit really well in the Patriots uh, milieu where he's the play caller and doesn't have to do all the rest of this stuff. The Josh McDaniels outside of New England has been a raging disaster. I get that was a long time ago. People can change. He's talked about that. But I don't know what Josh McDaniels head coach, what that all does and how well it works with Derek Carr. Although Derek Carr's haircut makes me think they could hopscotch one or two team in that division possibly. Right. When you kind of like go down the list of their roster as exciting as it is that you can't double Hunter Renfro like the Chargers were in week 18 so much last year now that you have Devontae Adams like I think it's still the fourth best roster in the division and there's plenty of talent but the offensive line especially was not great uh, on paper or on the field a year ago and they they didn't really do much they drafted a third round pick they didn't have picks uh, Dylan Parham at guard uh, you brought over an offensive line coach from the Patriots maybe that'll work out but I do I do worry about that in this Dante division it, last I thing I'll say um, that Trayvon Mullen rock you sin rock you sin those are their starting corners I guess Nate Hobbs. That's not bad. Yes, I like Trayvon Mullen and, yes, and Rock Yesson. In this in that division, division Hobbs was in pretty that di- good. In that division, that's that's not. I don't know if that's going to be enough. I, and it was a big middle finger to Mike Mayock that they declined all three fifth-year options off those first-round picks. Also, not they're going to do the same thing to Alex <laughs> Leather with a couple picks too. Or is it Gruden? It's fair. Either way, well, I don't know who it was, yeah. but either way, mm-hmm. it's it's actually impressive that they are an interesting, compelling team. Considering the whiffs of that massive, you think they're going to get lit draft. up in the secondary? Is what you I think? do. What well, about your boy Patrick safeties, Graham? Though Patrick I mean, Jonathan Abram hasn't. I like Patrick Graham, right? I don't know. Even I, just, I think this coaching is going to get lit up in the AFC West. I think this coaching staff I, right, could be very right. good. And one of these teams, I love most the coach. And by the way, Josh McDaniels at the combine. He smiled and was like super nice to me. He has to do that stuff now. Freaking crazy! Yes. He was so nice. I'll take the darks. I want to say this. It's. One of these teams, it's more likely than not that one of these teams will disappoint. Like of they're course. not all going to win ten to twelve oh, yeah. uh, games. Someone's taking a dirt. And if I had to pick, it would be the Raiders. But I also, at this time, I feel pretty good about them. But it's going to be tough. You're right. You're right. Let's move on. Chargers, Greg. You know, as a longtime uh, Chargers quasi fan, mm-hmm. it almost feels like they would be the team set up for that because <laughs> they're the Chargers. But right. it's not going to happen because they got Justin Herbert and he's immortal. Well, he's there last year, too. He's unbelievable. Year and I, I like the Zion Johnson pick because he was the guy I think the teams right behind the Chargers all wanted to take. And so that's a good sign. When you do, when you, it's like when you make the, the, play call that you don't want the other team to make. You made the pick. I think a lot of those teams wanted Zion Johnson. I think he fits in perfectly. They still have a question at right tackle with Storm Norton. I think if Tom Telesco like had to redo this offseason, I think he had hopes that he would maybe add one more offensive weapon uh, to the mix, maybe a pass catcher. And I do think they could be someone lurking 
in the OBJ sweepstakes here because they still have a little bit of cap space. And I I think that that was maybe one part of the checklist they didn't quite get ticked off is add one more pass catcher. I was surprised they didn't draft someone. I thought that they were sort of a home run to draft a wide out. But I do trust this team to make the most out of Khalil Mack and J.C. Uh, Jackson on so defense. Those are two massive additions. Like You almost didn't need to draft after those two. I mean, if you already have your quarterback, you do have a left tackle. You've <laughs> nailed that down and he's on a rookie contract. It'd be, it'd be a little... Um, a little full of yourself. You're just like, nah, I'm not. I I'm mean, I, well, you'd Pass. be a little full of yourself, but I'm just saying like for what they've got, like, and I love the Zion Johnson pick. Obviously I went to BC. So of course I'm going to like a Zion Johnson. Do you pick. have like a close personal relationship? Golden like, Eagle. like all the BC, uh, players and coaches that you seem to have a network of them around. We do, and you know, you know what's even better for me? That <laughs> Ryan Foley. Day was there when I was there. So that actually mm. really helps me for the networking part because Ryan Day actually pretty darn tight, good coach tight, now. Tight, become Cindy. Tight as hell. Tight become Cindy. Um, no, Zion I, Johnson. Yeah, that, that's the unofficial edict of the Chargers. Protect Justin Herbert at all costs. Smart. Smart move. I'm going to do it. I, I'm this guy's unofficial fan club leader, but how about we get Will Fuller? Have him run some go routes for Justin okay? Herbert. I don't know. Healthy? I think Will okay. Fuller is one know. of those guys who had the same trainer as uh, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> he Beaver tranquilizer. What is that? I think that might be right for this show. I um, think you're absolutely right that Will Fuller is, uh, at this point, what's he going to cost? Come one on. year, $4 million. He'll pay and, you at this point. Right. Uh, <laughs> Take he a could make a difference for a team in 2022. I'd rather have Will Fuller there. than OBJ. Cheaper, too. I but Will Fuller is is always a wild card, not even off the field, but on the field to I play have to six think games. about it, but I I think OBJ get him. Lamar Miller, can we get big, him back in the mix, man? No. They're old love. I like I like one of the free agent signings, Stone Smart. Hey, sounds good to me. I hope he makes it. That's a good. This name. is the official team. Like by the end, we always just start running out of steam. And Isaiah yeah, Spiller, yeah, maybe this is it. Compliments Didn't that really touchdown like that. machine. Didn't exactly. Like that, but went on a forty second. Rant about BC in the middle of that and still can't get to the buzzer. That's you know what I'm still mad about? Glenn Foley beating Notre Dame in 93. When I was at Boston College, we beat Notre Dame all four years, which is like pretty amazing because we did not have as good of teams. Mm. All right. Finally, let's wrap it up. Mark, this is your opportunity to end the show. Go, Mark! Go, go Mark! Go, Mark! Go, Mark! Thank you for the support. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about the Broncos for years as being a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl threat. And so now they got their guy. We get it. Oh, remember kinda... how annoying last summer was with oh, Greg just, and but it was, Teddy Bridgewater? It was the previous summer, too. That was too. the worst. It was previous seasons well, as well. But like, especially last like year. Like the Panthers, you know, the Broncos better worry that the, the Teddy leaving effect, you know, sometimes you don't know what you had until he's gone. I think we're getting, I know Greg may not so agree not with married. this either. I think we're getting a feisty, angry, top shelf version of Russell Wilson. I really yes. do. I also, Nathaniel Hackett is my cup of tea. Uh, a lot of it is good. It's rosy. But I would say this, or I would ask you this. Are we overlooking a somewhat shaky offensive line? Are we overlooking the idea that Hackett and Russell Wilson have never worked together? Are we overlooking a defense that is now run by someone named Ejiro Iviro uh, instead of Vic Fangio? That's not the person that's running the defense. Ejiro Iviro. Yeah, it's their new defensive coordinator. Yeah, their defensive no. coordinator. It all seems sensational on paper. Do you have concerns, though, that there might be a fly <laughs> in the ointment here somewhere? They're the other team. They are, to me, like the Raiders, or it's like... Definitely have talked myself into them. They're number eight in my power rankings. But you could absolutely make the case that they are an off-season hype bunny for the yep. ages. They remind me a little bit of the 2012 Broncos in that like, when Peyton Manning got there, 
we weren't sure what Manning was going to be like, but we were kind of like, they might be a Super Bowl contender right away with a, with a new head and coach in this case. That usually doesn't happen, and it absolutely worked. They were a <laughs> Super Bowl contender. I, I, I'm not buying uh, the doubt so much. You're right, the offensive line has some questions. You brought Billy Turner from the Packers. He knows Hackett. I think just roster – this is the top five roster in the NFL. They don't have, like, because I was trying to come so, up with Cindy? a major she weakness. Cindy's not into the Broncos. Let's hear it, Cynthia. I have some questions. Number one, uh, actually, less on the defense. I love Bradley Chubb. I love Pat Sertan. I understand, you know, it's only the second season, so it's going to take a minute. I obviously, you know, Justin Simmons, we're going to go all BC here. Benito and was a good pick in the Benito second round. Benito was an awesome pick. So I like their, so I feel the more problem? comfortable with their defense than I do. And look, I, lo- I know Russell Wilson is a very, very good quarterback. That part of what makes all of this team work, though, was I, I just need to see some more consistency. When Corlin Sutton was really good, the, the, then that was two seasons ago before he got hurt. Last season, I did not see that same step. But so much is tied coming, to the quarterback play, see, which was subpar. I didn't see Jerry no, Judy come out. And, he was and coming off a big injury. Though. I understand, but it. But are you going to get your... Maybe he needs the beaver tranquilizer. I don't know. But, mm. like, you know, Jerry Judy, I I haven't seen them live up to their where they should be yet. Now, maybe okay. maybe the quarterback does change that, but your route running still your route running. I, I still okay. got to see it first. They, I got to see it first. I'm not anti... This is just a really hard. You put these guys in the NFC East. We're, we're good. You'd like tangible proof. Greg Dolchich, I need a little bit more. They proof. got him out of UCLA to fill in for Noah Fan because like, that's the same. But I'm just saying, there's there are, you know, I got it. The projection. It's a projection with the Broncos and a big one. Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle. Remember when you did that? Oh. Seattle. Hey, Seattle. With that I, I'm just doing the Ugh. thing where I'm making the expectations so high that yeah. if Russell Wilson can't deliver, then um, then I bury him in a Teddy-related uh, argument. You know, Who's more likely to crumble Unrewarding, Greg. out of the not really <laughs> AFC West uh, playoff picture immediately? Raiders or Broncos. Let's look at the schedule. I swear the schedule is going to determine. I know May twelfth <laughs> schedule release next week. But you know, I it's just interesting to it's interesting. The, to same division. the international I mean, games are getting announced though Wednesday, and the the local Denver papers have been saying the, the that Broncos Jaguars is going to be well, one. How of the about games. this? The papers say it. I don't think maybe so. it's not. How, I'm like, I, I, I have a guess. I have a guess on of those some of them, but I don't think it's that. Okay. How about this over under on AFC West primetime games? I'm putting it at 115. I know. I'm down for that though. I, I'm with you. Give me good games. I think I think one of those AFC West teams is going to have to go over to a country that's not the one that Handsome Hank is in, and that's going to be very hard for them. And that's going to be a that's going to be a digger for so their schedule. We had this conversation Ooh, like with the uh, NFC West a year ago. Like they can't all be good. One of them needs to be a uh, a huge letdown. It turned yep. into Seattle. Ultimately. Oh gosh, Seattle crumble. I, Seattle fans were so mean to me ahead of last season when I said that I didn't think that they that I, that they were going to finish fourth. I got tons of hate, like almost Tennessee Titans levels of hate. Well, wait till it's the Raiders. You. That they oh, they may Lord, react to your oh, projections. No, I, I but I like the Raiders. I, I just like let their it, owner. Let it fuel you. Don't yeah. let it hurt. Let it fuel. You've said it all, Cynthia. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Where can the people find you? You know, right here with you. I'm just never leaving. (laughs) (laughs) She's a squatter. That's your first job, Graver. We got a squatter in the studio. (laughs) All right. I'll I'll get right on that one. All right, Gravedigger, good job. 
No, great job in your first show. Nay, great job. You did I well. Like, I want Mark's actual honest take on your first show. Mark, I thought you. I mean, you've been performing at a high level mm. for months, and you continued that today. Thank you. Know, you. To quote, um, <laughs> you know, some of the draft grades, but also Dan's famous post-show grades of our early days of the podcast. Oh yeah, I'm going to go B minus. This was yeah, this was a B minus. That's fair. There's always room for improvement. That's, you got to start. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. All right, let's go next. Uh, next show Thursday. Uh, we will have Handsome Hank, by the way, to share Woo! the international schedule and Patrick Claibon as we go around the NFC. So check that out. Uh, until then, this is Dan Hansen signing off for Cynthia Freeland, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, the gravedigger behind the glass. Welcome aboard, formerly Mr. Graver. Thank you for agreeing to abstain. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.